this week on Invasion of the Podcast, Supergirl gets flashed. We get stuck in a time loop looking for our shadows. And in honor of the superb owl, we break out the Nacho Sorting Hat. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, taking over the world one listener at a time. Um, I am, as always, Paul Butterfly Effect Stedman, and to my left, as always, is, is Joe Butterfly Kisses Peters. <laughs> <laughs> that does not time travel related. <laughs> but it's Butterfly Kisses. I don't oh, know. Uh, okay. Never, I, I was just like, oh, Butterfly Effect, and then Kisses. Uh, like, one leads to the other, right? Uh, I don't maybe? think so. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I've always felt the Butterfly Effect was bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that song, Butterfly Kisses, so do you think it really goes? Maybe, maybe I don't one remember, led... I don't remember that song. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. Um, I am aware there's a song called that. <laughs> I, I, Racking my brain, I can't. I, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's two things before we get into the, 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 the show proper. One, I thought it was funny that last night I got a text message from my upstairs neighbor saying, hey, just to let you know, um, I got my keyboard out of storage, and if I'm making too much noise, let you know, just let me know. And it took me a minute to realize that she meant musical keyboard, because I was like, how loud does she think I type when I'm down here, like playing games or whatever? <laughs> I'm just like, that was like part of my brain. I'm like... Do I just is, like are our keyboards that loud? Like I was just I never click, thought click, like, click, click, click. I just I was like oh music not not typey. So that was the first thing. It took me a minute. It took me like like I looked at, I kept looking at the message. I'm like why would she tell me that her keyboard's loud? One of my buddies has a loud keyboard because we play online and um every time like. There's like an intro, I'm like if he's waiting to respawn or something and he's typing to the team, I can always hear it before the message comes through, like I know something's coming. <laughs> it's almost like the ticker tape where it's like, oh, incoming message, yeah. stat. It's like it gets real quiet and then I hear click, 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 so click, click. Respawn, stop. And then, and then, yeah, and then he's like, we need to regroup. Like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, but then the other thing I was just going to mention uh, real, real um, uh, briefly here, and we'll, I feel like this is a good topic for a whole other show, though, is that I did this weekend uh, buy the new jonathan blow game the witness on uh ps4 um it is amazing frustrating beautiful frustrating engrossing and frustrating that's like like the whole the whole concept is that you're on this island that's very much like i guess reminiscent of like mist you don't really know what's going on very i supposed to be simple puzzles to start like drawing a line from point a to point b but then it keeps getting more and more complicated and there's no there's no real verbal cues. It just teaches you like how to do these puzzles as you go along. And, this, and it, after a while, it kind of like it, it treats you like, well, now you know what's going on. Now we're going to keep twisting it. Mm. And I'm busting out like pieces of paper and trying to draw lines to remember how they're supposed to go. So if you, if you look like in my living room, I have like this, all these sheets of paper, which is like squiggles all over. I look like a crazy person. Is that like, what you had tacked up all over the wall? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why is your wall covered in like, like weird drawings? Something like, I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was very like, like just don't like. I know that looks like an S and then a different S, but it means something. Like there was like yarn connecting pictures. I was like, yeah, Paul, I don't. I'm taking a Polaroid of myself each day. In my sin of madness. <laughs> and we just like, can we cast? I don't want to. <laughs> I actually started taking photos for, of um, with my phone of the screen of the TV to remember some of the puzzles. So it's like, and then um, so if you if I die in a car crash suddenly, they're gonna be like, what was he thinking? It's just gonna be a bunch of these weird squiggly lines and cat photos is all it's gonna be on my phone and they're gonna be like well we, we really don't understand what what he had going on in his life we're just gonna just leave it be so anyway how did, how did we play video games without smartphones and the internet i well that's this thing like i was playing the game uh, showing mary and she's like i'm gonna look up this answer i'm like don't do it because it's the kind of game it is it's like i need to oh. figure this out see i um yeah i, I give i gave in like like <laughs> i never really was a strategy guide person like i would always do that but like the internet's so convenient. Yeah, like I've actually I've held off from um, pulling the trigger on the big uh, Fallout Four Vault Guide, not because I don't think I. I mean, I can figure out what stuff is, but it's just nice to have a good reference for locations See, I, and weapons and and like you know materials and yeah and all that. So and like the the Bethesda games, it's always good. Like I had the one for uh, Elder Scrolls um, Oblivion that showed you like where all like the secret Daedric stuff was, and it was like that was really helpful to have a good actual physical resource by you that you can thumb through. <laughs> Um, but that's the first time in a while I felt the urge to buy like an actual guide. See, I have the guide. My, my brother let me borrow it. It's like this thick and I have only opened it once. Like <laughs> immediate, like I'll sit there and I'll play fallout for like hours and I'll be like, you know what? I want to go look for some bobbleheads. Where are the bobbleheads at? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go wherever the, like the internet or like today I was doing a detective quest for Valentine and it was like, you had to search somebody's house and I was like in the house for like five, 10 minutes. I couldn't find what I was looking for. <laughs> so I looked it up on, on YouTube and I was like, Oh, it's by the couch. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll be honest to follow. There's a couple times where I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to follow the series of clues. I'm like looking all over and I do go to the internet where it's like, Oh, there's a piece of paper that's in the trash can. I'm like, I never would have looked there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bethesda. But thank you internet for figuring it out. So I right. didn't have to, but I would imagine that the strategy guide for the witness would just be a bunch of squiggly lines and people would be like, <laughs> I don't know what this means. It'd like be a, a five-year-old coloring book. Just well, like I'm, I'm this close to buying a stack of graph paper and just using that and just like drawing everything I need on. Uh, but I feel like that's that's a whole another game uh, and another topic for another show. I just wanted to mention that's out now on um, Steam and PlayStation Four. Um, it's forty bucks. It is. Um, I think it's worth it for the experience. Uh, it's just newsworthy. Jonathan Blow did the game called Braid, which does deal with time travel. In, in essence, it kind of is like a platform mm-hmm. that you can change time. Um, he has said that he didn't give out the numbers, but this game in its first week weekend has made more in its first weekend than Braid did all its first year released. <laughs> and considering yeah. that, that yeah, the Witness is 40 bucks a, a download and Braid was 15 Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't Braid like fairly cheap? It was. So, I mean, like he... Uh, that says something that people were really excited for his next next big thing. So I remember when that game came out, and that and Limbo were really huge for indie yes. games. Yeah, and that's going to be. A, I, I really think that'd be a fun topic to have yeah. in full. So anyway, I am drawing squiggly lines and taking photos with my phone of them. So that's what I'm doing with my time right now, <laughs> and typing real loud on my keyboard. So that's what we found out. So um, all right, so let's get into. Let's see. Will I be? Will I be three for something? Pressing buttons. Where are we going to find out? Um, now, now I'm going to goof it up. Good news, everyone. That wasn't some slick editing trick. That was real time. 
That was not me trying to cover my mistakes like See, it happens you sometimes. You got to just, just go with the flow and not announce it. And then, like that, if, then you'll be confident enough to always hit the button. Like if you go back episodes and be like, oh, Paul is laughing. They didn't hit the button. There's probably a good three hours of dead air in those episodes that you guys don't hear that I've yeah. cut out se- sequentially over the past you know, few months. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting here looking at my phone and Paul's trying to like hit press his, buttons. Yeah. yeah so um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get anyway. News. News. So uh, they announced today that the the Flash is actually going to cross over to Supergirl and do a crossover episode. And the the Flash and Arrow have done crossover episodes before, which is not too uncommon because it did spin off of Arrow and it's on the same network. So the you know usually they don't jump networks because well, Supergirl's cause they, on CBS. Constantine was on, on NBC. That series did not last, so Constantine showed up in Arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was kind of unheard of to have a character from a different network, different production company and all that. Yeah. Um, but CBS, it's like, cause CBS has kind of been mum on, is this connected to the whole um, uh, DC uh, TV universe? And I, I think that since the CW is putting out a really good product right now, uh, jury still on Legends of Tomorrow. It's going to be fun, but I hope it gets its own vibe soon. Like it's it like two to, episodes, but it needs to pick up some more steam. I, I, don't dislike it, but it's yeah. not blown me away so far. <laughs> no. I, I think my favorite part of the whole show is just still getting to see Captain Cold. Yes. Like, I, I would watch I would watch a, a Captain Cold heat wave show right now. Oh yeah. Like totally. this, that would be great. Um but I, I like I like uh, what's what's Wentworth Miller is the actor. Like he has such a good line delivery as uh, he does. as Snart. As Snart yeah. yeah. Um so but yeah Flash is coming to uh Supergirl um I, it's kind of funny that CBS is like, well, we won't let Supergirl go to the CW. It's, no, 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 no. She's too important. You got to stay at CBS. But we'll let the red guy run through. Like, yeah. like I just wouldn't it be great if like the whole episode actually was everyone was waiting and you see like this, this blur in the background and that's it. Like, yeah. oh, it's like there he was. He's hey, gone. Did you see it? it was, oh, 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 yeah. Um, but I, it's also exciting too. I found out that because Supergirl shoots in LA and uh, Flash shoots in Vancouver, that it actually is kind of a logistical situation to try to get yeah. uh, Grant uh, Gustin. Gustin yeah. yeah, I always want to say Grant Gustin. I don't know why, but Grant Gustin, which sounds like a superhero name, to uh, uh, to get down there to shoot this. So um, I hope that's I you know I will watch that episode. I will admit to have not watching Supergirl, not because I'm anti girls doing comic booky things. It's just I'm anti CBS. <laughs> Oh, the poor network! <laughs> I know they're just number one. I just have like, to pick and choose what I don't. I stopped watching Shield. I not because I don't like it. I just eh, it's getting it's getting better again. Uh, Agent Carter right now is actually really good, so I would check that out. Like if you didn't finish season one, it's not that important. Like oh, okay. you just jump right yeah, in. Yeah, I it's, didn't it's finish good. season one. Um, just Jarvis. Like I could watch a whole show of just Jarvis, just being Jarvis. But uh, anyway, I'm excited for that. That gives the possibility <laughs> then that maybe. Um, that CBS might be open to other things. That wouldn't it be great to have some Oliver drama show up in CBS or have Laurel. No, it or does Laurel go to Supergirl? We never see her again. <laughs> it's like they, she could get hired at like, you know, um, you know, that there's a newspaper they work. At? I don't even know where they she works. They like, should give yeah. Laurel her own show on a cable channel that nobody subscribes to. <laughs> It's like, oh, look at that. Black Canary is an oxygen network. I guess that's, that's fine. We'll never see that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's interesting. I would be, I'm just trying to think what would that be equivalent to? Because um, that doesn't happen a whole lot where there's just like that. It's odd for a, a channel itself to have um, different production companies have crossover. Like I know. Well, we talked about before the show, we talked about the X-Files and Picket Fences doing that. Yeah. Which I mean, well, like that's, Joe's now watching some of the X-Files. 
upstate that's an update i think we're gonna go we're gonna circle back to when x files ends its run uh, in a couple weeks and kind of talk about it then so i promise we'll have an x files good episode full episode not not a bad x files episode uh i'm just excited that joe's watching x files now um but yeah um I just, I'm just trying to think of other times where there was like crossover like this and not a lot of it comes to mind, you know? Like, um, so I'm excited. That'll be good. I know they just did a bizarro episode with Supergirl. Um, that sounds like that'd been kind of fun, but they didn't make her talk weird. They didn't make her talk all backwards. Like no. a bizarro Supergirl. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. Know. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw an article about that. I don't know. I'd like to see the Netflix stuff crossover into ABC. That'd um, be awesome. Like, there's no reason to not have Jessica Jones show or, up. Or even just have it cross over into the movies. Like, I don't know why they haven't done it. Like, it doesn't have to be a huge cameo, but, like, you know, give me some Daredevil. You, you don't even have to give me the hero. Just give me the, give me, give me Matt Murdock showing up somewhere in a Captain America movie. Well, especially with Civil War coming up, because there's all these, like, you know, big political lines being drawn. Why wouldn't there be political representation? Like, yeah. that would be... I was almost expecting to see him show up at Jessica Jones. Who? Uh, Matt Murdock. Like, yeah. just, just, I did, just, too. Not, necessarily, not Daredevil, just Murdock, though. Yeah. Like, I was expecting to see I that I thought happen. Murdock was going to show up, because in uh, Alias, comic, he does, in Alias yeah. he's he's her lawyer that breaks her out of... Or not breaks her out, but... <laughs> I mean, it gets her out of trouble all the time when she's in trouble with the cops, because, you know, stuff happens and she gets framed and things like that. Yeah. That happens when you're a private detective. <laughs> well, then, okay, real quick, uh, what do you think... Um, I, I mean, I just guess I don't want to spoil this, but you're caught up on Arrow, right? Relatively. I no, no, no. I started watching the ep- the the episode that just came out a couple weeks ago, so I'm like two episodes behind. I'm on the episode after the reboot, like after after the mid season break. Yeah. So, so he's like on the war path. Oh, but okay. So you didn't see the one with um, uh, Dick Oney's brother and dealing with um no. Okay. Last uh, one I saw was like Diggle was going off on his brother. Like, okay. Just, There's a whole thing I'll talk to you about. Uh, I figured. About and that, and Amanda Waller. I'm just curious about your thoughts on, on that. We'll get there. Well, anytime Amanda Waller gets thrown into it, it's interesting. But like, I don't like the whole storyline with Diggle and his brother. <laughs> I you'll just, just see, like, I, the only reason I wanted to ask you about that, and, and we can talk about it when you get there, is that clearly there is going to be a line drawn between the TV universe and the movie universe for DC and... I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I kind of like that Flash has set up the explanation of that a little bit better because I was always griping about how like DC has such good TV and they won't put it in their their um their movies, you know. Like, and Flash starts to touch on the multiverses, which I, I think. So, is in a your good mind, can you separate it and be like, "Well, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice is is actual separate universe." Yeah. So there could be a different character actor playing the Flash, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So you you filled in that like that in your own head. That's not actually been made adamantly clear by DC though. No, <laughs> but I could do that. But I mean, like I don't know. Well, like not really because like Earth Two. Everybody from Earth Two looks a doppelganger. It's just yeah. the same person. So. Uh, and um, and I, I guess coming up soon, um, the next two weeks is going to be a Flash two part where they go to Earth Two. So they're going to see a lot of doppelgangers. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I can't wait for them to go to Earth Two. Yeah. I, I read that too. Um, so I like how we took a Supergirl story and then talked a lot about the Flash. Aww. I appreciate that. But Flash is going to be a Supergirl. So, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, that's going to be late March. So I'm sure I'll, I will watch that and then I'll report back and be like, I don't know who that blonde girl flying around is, but Flash is pretty cool in that episode. <laughs> so, all right. So what do we got? Uh, was there? Oh, uh, the other one, I tweeted something. I think, I don't know if I tweeted or not today. I think I did. Uh, Hearthstone's getting uh, kind of shaken up a little bit. That's Blizzard's trading card game that they have online that's also available on phones. Um, it's a pretty big uh game i know that they pull in about two about 20 million a month 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but it's basically a trading card game, a lot like Magic. And and this was one of their small projects they worked on at yeah. Blizzard. And it's blown up. And I think what's made it blow up is the mobile game because it's readily available on, on like your, your iTunes store and your Google store. So people, I play it on my phone a lot. Like I basically just do it when I've got like five, ten minutes. Like I'll play like two games before I go to bed, put my phone down, close my eyes, you know, um, that type of thing. So uh, what they're doing is like they've put out a couple expansions because they obviously have the basic card set that the game started with, and then they put out um, uh, adventures, which are kind of like raids. Um, so there's like solo adventures you can play, but then they put out like expansion packs of like um, like new cards you can get with new mechanics, and they change the way that they mm-hmm. interact and, and all of that. And the problem that they're running into is like the metagame where uh, basically everyone kind of like follows the same blueprint of the decks, and then they just kind of go at it. But they, everybody has the same decks. But if someone's coming to the game right now, they don't have the same competitive level in terms of access to yeah. certain types of cards. Because some of that stuff's been around for like two years, mm-hmm. and some of it you can only get by either buying the content outright or being lucky. Yeah, and that's not a good way to attract new players. I've I've got quite a bit of cards, but I've been I've been collecting them over the years. And you can either use real money, which is where the twenty billion or twenty million comes in, um, or uh, you can you can play the game and they do quests and you can get gold, and then you could use gold to buy packs of cards, um, you know, to unlock all the stuff. So what they're going to do is they're going to put two new types of game types in. They're going to have what's called Standard and Wild, um, and it's going to happen every year. And Magic the Gathering already does something like this. So what Magic does is they have a core set, which comes out um, every year, and that's their 2015-2016 core set cards. Then they stagger out three expansions over the year. Okay. And those four sets of cards are the only things you can use in tournament plays. Hmm. Everything else is considered illegal. Now, they have non-standard where you can use whatever cards you could play with whatever you used to have before. Um, but it's like, I play this Jack of Diamonds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, I have this garbage pill kit I have. Apparently the spades are out this year, and you can only use diamonds, clubs, and hearts. But that's what they're doing with, with Hearthstone, is they're going to put out... Content. Roger Clemens' rookie card goes in. Like, just like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of just different cards to have. Like, just. But that's what they're doing to kind of shake it up, is they want people who can jump into it and play it. So they're expanding the amount of decks you can use. Yeah. Uh, I think they're doubling it so you can have wild versions and you can have um, standard well, versions. You want to reward the people that have had the stuff, but you also don't. Right. You also want to keep it competitive and approachable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fair because I'll be honest, like I played the beta like crazy and I spent more money in the beta, like physical money, than I did when the game went live because then you could acquire gold. But I was like, I'll buy decks. Like, I like not decks, but the cards. Because like, there's also, like, because Blizzard, goddamn their lovely, wonderful ways that they make you play games. Like, damn them, but I keep doing it because I love it, mm-hmm. and, but I hate it, but I love it. Um, I'm like, oh, $2 is fine. Then you get the pack on the screen and then you drag it over and you watch it open. And it's like, it's like Christmas and you're always guaranteed like one really good card. Mm -hmm. So it's like just, there was that carrot and I kept dropping money. Like I, I didn't spend a lot because I feel like in my mind, oh, it's a free to play game. I could spend $20 on this, you know? And it's like, I kind of talk myself into certain levels of spending. I spend money. I do the freemium stuff. Like if I actually play a game a lot, like Heroes of the Storm, I, I probably spent like 30, 40 bucks on Heroes of the Storm. But I played that game for a year. Had I, I, I've spent sixty dollars on an Xbox game. I haven't played that much. No, that's fair. I mean, I, you you're know. right. I just 
so I I fell off from Hearthstone um, shortly after Next Ramus came out. Like the adventure, like I got through the first wing and it's like, oh, I'm waiting for the other wings. I just kind of stopped playing. Yeah. And um, it was cool. I had a lot of fun with it. They do an amazing job of like doing the solo game. They take a card game and they make it they make it more than just a, a card game where you fight two people. Um, they have the tavern brawl. Have you played that? No. Once a week they do a tavern brawl where they have these crazy rule sets where sometimes the decks are pre-made, sometimes they're not. Hmm. But they'll do weird things like every card you play creates a duplicate card in your hand of the same mana cost, or you're either you're playing like one of the raid bosses, like your Rag, uh, Ragnaros or your Nefarian, hmm. and you get different sets of cards and you have to try and kill each other. Well, so. that's that's cool. It's just I, I feel when I fell off though, it was that there wasn't enough solo, not solo content. I mean, there was not enough like for me to be engaged because I don't get, don't get me wrong. I played rank matches. I was not good at them, but I played just enough to get to that threshold where you get the the the, the yeah, featured the card, card back, back um, like the art on the mm-hmm. deck on your decks, and it's like, and I'm like, okay, and I try to play, I try to play again, and I just get smashed by yeah. whoever. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done now. Like, you get to a certain threshold where it's it's definitely weird and ranked. I quit doing a lot of ranked stuff. Like I would get the the card back, like you said, and then they give you some bonuses. But now I just go in and I do my quests and I just buy some cards. Um, so I'm like, anxious to see how this this new set is going to pop up. So, you know, like because I think that whenever I was playing it, you really weren't into it. I think you were playing a lot of StarCraft at the time or Diablo, and I kept sending you messages like, "Dude, play me in Hearthstone," and you wouldn't do it. And now you're like all about it, and I stopped playing. Like, I'm not I'll, really all about it. Like I'll play it. I want to play actual people I know because I, I used to play it with Mary, and then and then she get really frustrated that she started beating me, so I stopped playing her. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, well, we I'm, can, done, I'm done playing now. We can jump on and play some Hearthstone. I don't have any cards now. Like, you just whip me. You'd whip me because, yeah, Paul, you have three cards. Yeah. You know, say, that's it. Like, I think my cards go. I think they're all rotting. <laughs> I think that's it. Like, they're just pixels. I'll, I'll go I'll go uh, log in. They'll just fall off the screen. That's uh, Or well, I'll spend money. Uh, well, one of the nice things with the... Uh, um, uh, the 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 tavern brawl is once a week you get a free pack of cards. Oh well, that's nice. So if you beat the tavern brawl challenge, then you get a free pack of cards. Okay, so. well, see, maybe I'll get back into that because I again, um, it's it's all about just what time you have available to do things, mm-hmm. and that's you're right that that game is very quick to play, and I feel like I could probably feel satisfied getting some actual gaming in versus sitting down and playing like Fallout for like six hours. You can put it on your iPhone too. I play it on my lunch usually. Um, yeah, I'm having iPhone issues still. Like you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm lame. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say though about the two game types, it's interesting because they're they're acknowledging that the competitiveness right now is at a point where you got people that are like super pro elite that already have like their deck stacked the way they want, mm-hmm. and they and they have these weird weird deck builds that are like so um, singular versus certain matchups that it, it breaks the game where it's like you find ways to lock people down or keep them from possibly doing anything because you already have, you already know what you're going to, you know, like, I mean, there's still the randomness of what cards you get first, mm-hmm. but they already know like what the expectation is. And I don't see how it's fun. Well, there's a, yeah, there's a big strategy. And that's the one thing I hate about the metagame. And by metagame, I mean like there's usually like, uh, a cookie cutter blueprint of a deck that you make like a and, flavor of the month that works that and, it, and, and it works and then like it doesn't you know it it, it doesn't really re- reward you know it does reward creativity of making decks the way that you want but unfortunately then that becomes the standard and then everybody copies it and mm-hmm. it's the same way with magic like there was no point in buying packs of cards unless you wanted that that collector's like christmas aspect that you talked about because all you could do is go on ebay buy the meta deck 
um, all 60 cards that made up the deck that was the tournament deck, and then just go and play that, and you would mm. drop 200 bucks maybe on wow. a deck. And you and there's people that spend more than that in a couple months trying to just buy packs just to have fun and pull the cards out, you know? Yeah. So. Um, and, and the interesting thing, too, is that Joe saw this story. I don't know where you saw it at. Um, I think I saw it on Blizzard's uh, yeah. login. I saw this on ESPN.com. The story that you're talking yeah. about. ESPN right now, ha- they actually have now are starting to cover esports. They cover Hearthstone. They cover Dota. Um, sorry. Well, whatever. They call it Dota. Dota 2 now, right? Yeah. They're straight up Dota. And then um, uh, League of Legends. That's the ones they cover right now. They don't cover Heroes yet. Mm. But it's like it's interesting. They actually have active people writing articles. Um, and I'm not saying that esports aren't sports. But this is a site that I'm like, what's going on with the Super Bowl? What's going? Oh, there's an article about Hearthstone on ESPN. Weird. It's it is a sea change. It is it is interesting. Look, but if you look at it like this, didn't they cover like World Series of Poker? No, no, I I agree that it's the same idea, right? Yeah. That that people at first I was like, why are you covering poker on a sports channel or a sports site? And now that's competitive. Yeah, yeah. And this I think is easier for people to observe, like like a card game. I mean, not so much the mobas because those happen. Like, I mean. I guess I haven't sat down and really watched them. You've watched a little bit during BlizzCon. BlizzCon's champion. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching the the Heroes of the Storm, uh, and I compared it to you know like me playing like amateur basketball and then watching the Cavs go to the finals. You know. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that's something that will happen here more in the future. But it's just interesting that like the like what you think of as like the major like them and like Sports Illustrated. Like I think of those two when it comes to like sports news. Right. Yeah. And it's like I, how far are we behind or how far are we away from? Uh, like, you know, someone that, that throws down Hearthstone being the cover of Sports Illustrated. You know? Like, true, true. <laughs> um, like, with, with their with their wrist brace. I mean, honestly, all it takes is, is money. Yeah. Like, because if they put enough money behind that person, um, take, like, everybody that's famous in the NFL and, and the NBA and, the ML, and MLB and just cut the amount of money that they spend on those organizations in half and, like, they wouldn't have exposure like they do. Yeah, that's true. So it is really just money. If somebody wants to hype somebody who plays Hearthstone and put a ton of money behind it, and then that person becomes a household name, then yeah, it'll blow up. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of like the rise of exports too, like with uh, yeah. skateboarding and everything else. Like it had to have its time underground, and mm-hmm. then it becomes like you know relevant. And now it's almost like dismissed as that's just another sport. You know, like, yeah. And so I mean, I'm not saying that I'm surprised by this. I, I guess it's just like for me, it's like this is my first time experiencing esports being written like you know constantly on ESPN, not just like a one-off, not just like a little like here's a story about this. Let's mention it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was bizarre. Anyway, so um, yeah, that's I think that's it for for news. Um, and I I think we'll go on to our all important uh, middle section here. And now for our feature presentation. Otherwise known as the middle section, because I had no good segue there. I'm like, yeah, going from news to that button. I don't know. The main middle. I'm just like, you know, I, I'm i like that, that just like the, the wizard in Wizard of Oz, where it's like, don't look behind the curtain. And then you see me just behind the curtain, just pressing buttons. Press. Like, look away. Look away. <laughs> <laughs> just look over there. Cat videos. Um, so. Uh, Yesterday y- was Groundhog's Day. Yes. Um, for or today us, could still uh, be Groundhog Day. I was going to say, I guess yesterday or for some of us, maybe we went through it a lot of times. Today could be Groundhog Day again. It could be. Today, congratulations, today could be the day that you were released from Groundhog Day. Yeah. So if you were put in Groundhog Purgatory, then I'm glad that you figured your life out. You learned how to play the piano magically. You saved that one guy, that kid falling out of the tree. You gave that hobo some soup. 
Like you did everything you had to do. You became friends with Ned Ryerson and kept him from stepping in the water. Like you successfully navigated Groundhog Day, the video game. Yeah. Um, you, you were friends with Chris Elliott. You gave him a donut. Like that's what you had to do, right? Yeah. Um, so, and then you got slapped by uh, Andy McDowell like eight million times. That's also what you had to do. Uh, so but Joe thought he brought up the idea of like talking about like um, time loops. Uh, I feel like that's. Uh, like it's story, storytelling, movies, um, TV shows, video games, just in the medium uh, that kind of also has to edge into time travel, which I know we recently talked about Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and brief aside, that is now gone from Netflix and Hulu. And I have needs <laughs> now. Like I went, remember, I went from being like on the fence about it. I like it. Like I'm like, you Paul's know. Paul's got a Who void. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know who, who to turn to now. <laughs> um, so now it's like I was starting. As a few episodes in the Capaldi era, and now it's all gone, and I don't know what to do. So play, play him your little sonic screwdriver. Oh yeah. So yeah, he went out and bought a sonic screwdriver. I did. I, I, maybe you guys can hear. It. I like that. Was, but I bought this before I found out that like it was being pulled. Uh-huh. Now it just feels like it was just a sad attempt to be like, well, I guess I got this now. And that's it. That's all. Like I'll just I'll just sit. In maybe a dark... if you wave that at Netflix long enough, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be like, I'll just like, all right. Is it back yet? What about now? No, oh, okay. sad, yeah. sad, scr- sad, sad <laughs> sonic screwdriver. Yeah, that, so. that's the name of my emo band. Is sad sonic screwdriver. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, just uh, speaking of time, I wish someone would have come back and told me. Like I saw that it was going away on February first, but I never trust the Netflix dates because they change them. You yeah. know, like and I was just like, no, they're not getting rid of Doctor Who. That's silly, and then it just it went away. Like the TARDIS just left. Like I was left like a companion, like no resolution. And the doctor was just gone. Very, very poetic compared to the show. Was it like, like very Sarah Jane? Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to be waiting 20, 30 years and it's going to show back up. Yeah. I'm going to have this stupid robot <laughs> dog with me the entire time. Um, so yeah. Anyway, time, time loops. Um, very particular, uh, like not, I wouldn't say, I mean, is it a genre? Cause I mean, it's, it's sci-fi, but it's like, sci-fi. Kind of. It's so is Groundhog Day a sci-fi movie? I think it's a sci-fi movie. <laughs> it's a sci-fi comedy. Is it snowing in space? <laughs> but they they um they use it very I don't want to say sparingly, but it does pop up in other other mediums and things like that, t- TV shows and things. Um and there's other movies that have done it like we talked about Source Code um which uses a, a similar thing where is it is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. Jumps back into somebody's body at a yeah, specific he, he's time. He's a soldier and he keeps showing up on this um, train that supposedly that there's like a terrorist attack about to happen. Mm-hmm. And he ends up like, for whatever reason, the way the tech works, he occupies the body almost quantum leap style yeah. of a guy who's like a, a Chicago school teacher. And, um, and, but then like his fiance is there with him, like, well, the school teacher's fiance. So he has, he has this whole moment of like, like, Oh, I'm somebody else, but I have a mission and he has to keep trying to figure out what's happening from like, and stopping it. And it keeps getting, it, it's trippy. I mean, it's 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 obviously a movie that's on a loop, yeah. but that's not that's not the same as like the rest of them. And I don't want to give away why, but it actually explains how they're doing it. It's mm-hmm. actually really cool. Um, one movie that made when we were talking about this, one movie that I thought of uh, that um, that isn't necessarily a time loop movie. Well, actually, two movies. Well, no, not two movies, but uh, seventeen movies. Seventeen movies. <laughs> uh, Run Lola. Did you see Run Lola Run? Run Lola Run. No, I've heard that's good though. It is good, but it's it's weird because like the movie is actually maybe about like fifteen minutes of 
different scenarios. So it loops back to the same okay. uh, situation. So, um, like, basically, uh, this guy, I, I saw it a long time ago, like back in the 90s. So I, I remember, I don't remember it too well, but I remember he's... He's talking to his girlfriend on the payphone, and they're hard up for money about something. And he just he tells her he's going to go rob a grocery store. And he tells her he's like, you you know, you can't talk me out of it. And she's just like, no, don't do it. And then he just hangs up the phone. So then they don't have a car apparently. So she literally just books down there, okay. and it's like you know a couple miles away. Hmm. So the whole movie is her running to go stop him from trying to rob this grocery store and like what she does in between and all these different events that happen. And if she does a different thing other than this, like, you know, there's, there's like always a spot where she kind of gets clipped by a car or almost clipped by a car okay, or she almost, you know, takes out a guy on a bike. And then like each time something different happens. So then she doesn't, she doesn't take the guy out on the bike the one time. So he goes by that continues. So it shows you like how time kind of flows in the same kind of bubble. Okay. So this kind of shows like with that being more like all it takes is one thing either way, and like the, the the entire day goes a completely different. It's kind direction. of a butterfly effect type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, into like Edge of Tomorrow is kind of like that, but there's a purpose to it where well, he uh, keeps learning, but he's aware of it. Yeah, but Edge of Tomorrow is more like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. It's more sci-fi than Groundhog's Day. I really, really liked Edge of Tomorrow. Like, I did too. I, like, I didn't know what to expect going into it. And like, you know, like one of my buddies who was just like, eh, it's Tom Cruise. I'm like, let's go check it out. And we went and saw it. And we were both just like, this movie was awesome. <laughs> like, I, I like, um, I had read about it and it seemed interesting. And as, as much as you, as much as we may have conflicting, uh, like feelings over Tom Cruise, the person, he tends to attach himself to like, uh, pretty decent concepts right and so with that he, one it's like i yeah. thought that was going to be no matter what is going to be well produced yeah and um i remember i took mary to go see and she had no idea what she was about to get into and it's like and that was so much fun yeah because once the concept starts kind of making itself known mm-hmm. it's like then like and plus that movie actually has fun with it like there's actually a lot of comedy mm-hmm. and the various ways that he dies it's very it's like kind of like groundhog day in that sense where yeah. it's like guess he just rolled under that truck and that was that you know that started so, his day over if if anybody hasn't seen that uh, edge of tomorrow um it basically it's it's set in the uh the future and we're fighting some alien race yeah and um tom cruise is a is he like a medical doctor no or? he's he's like basically he's enlisted in the u.s army as kind of like a pr spin doctor yeah but he's enlisted because the whole world needs fighters right so he goes to he gets in england where it's supposed to be like the big final fight or the start of like the big final push from them but and he gets stuck on the front line yeah he 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 pisses off the wrong person and they basically dump him <laughs> in the front line with like some grunts. And what ends up happening is he gets dropped into a very Omaha beach situation where everybody's just getting slaughtered by these aliens on the beach. And he, he gets killed, but like he kills one of the aliens. That's like supposedly like this, this super special rare alien. That's very precognitive. And what happens is he, um, He's able to re-wake up that same day yeah. and relive it over and over and over again, just like Groundhog's Day. And then he meets Emily Blunt's character, um, and you, you later find out that she had had the same scenario happen to her. That's why her character is such a badass, because she basically relived every day over and over until again. Until she v- until won she, that fight. Until yeah. she was a badass and won that fight. And um, 
then she realizes that he has it and they kind of pair up and they start working together. But he basically keeps dying over and over again and reliving that day so that he can win, help them win that battle. It's actually a pretty cool movie. And, and you actually believe that he doesn't know anything and that he like he just like you you buy that he's actually training and he gets really really good yeah like it isn't just the typical I'm Tom Cruise I'm great I do my own stunts I'm crazy it's like no you really buy into like he actually went through some some stuff and yeah. it, was, it, was, it was solid but like it's just I guess like and we could mention all these other like you know I, I wrote down um you you like Looper uh we we mentioned Source Code even like freaking Time Cop uh, Donnie Darko like there's other these movies right so it's like. Um, and I'm sure we're going to mention some more here, um, and a couple of my favorites too. Like, what's the what's the appeal of the story type versus like other ones? Because it's a very specific like with the storytelling. Yeah, thing. because with the looping, it's different than just time traveling. Yeah. Um, at least for me, what I think is cool is like it's it's being contained in that bubble, so you know. You know your immediate immediate surroundings. It's a little different than getting a, a sports almanac and going back and making you know, betting decisions to make a ton of money. It's like you can control your fate in that whatever 24-hour period or that week period. And it's interesting enough because it's like it becomes so repetitive that it's like if you take yourself out of the main character's shoes and you put them in the shoes of, say, like like one of the other characters who isn't repeating anything, this person looks very unique and, and interesting. Just like how, uh, like Edge of Tomorrow, like... Like everybody thought like Emily Blunt's character was like, like, well, they didn't think she was pretty badass, but it's like, they don't know how she comes she, out of nowhere, nowhere she, that one day, she comes out of nowhere one day and just like eradicates all these aliens because she's died so many times. She knows where every single one pops up. She knows how to kill each one. She basically just, you know, she's done it so many times. It's just reflex. And that's kind of like how that is in Groundhog Day. Like, you know, Bill Murray, like, you know, he kills all those aliens. He kills all the <laughs> aliens, you know, and like he, he has different encounters, you know, with Ned and things like that. He doesn't step in the puddle or he does step in the puddle. He tries you know. to find a way to make the most positive impact in one day. Yeah. Because he got tired of just kind of doing whatever he wanted. And know? like, and, I, yeah. I remember the one scene, he paid that lady for piano lessons. Yeah. Like every day came in. She's like, and then the one time she's like, are you sure you're a beginner? Because, like, he had probably gone there for, like, three months, like, yeah. just the same day to that lady. And she's like, oh, I taught him so well. Because he's, like, playing the, the, the benefit that night. Yeah. Playing the piano. Yeah. And she's like, I taught him that in one day. <laughs> so, like, that, that's what I think the allure is. It's cool that you have unlimited amount of time. And, like, sometimes you think it's, like, not so much could you pick one day. But, like, what if you had one day to just constantly do over and over and over again? Like, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Groundhog Day um, mentioned that too. He's like how he said that there was the one day he ended up on the beach, like you know, what, making love to a beautiful woman and eating lobster and drinking all this stuff. He's like, why can't I have that day over and over again? No, he has the day where he's in Punxsutawney, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's more. I mean, because like any story worth, I mean that that has appeal obviously has a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, so the, the 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 appeal there is the character itself. It has to be right because they right. have to they have to change. They have to have a journey, even if the elements around them don't or can't. Mm-hmm. They have to have a progression. Because um, I mean, if you think about it, ultimately, and this is this is not to get like because I mean I'll probably talk myself into a corner here. Time is a very human concept. It's very like we dictate time in terms of what we perceive it to be. Right. Like the universe doesn't care. And like, you know, my cat doesn't care. Like unless it gets fed and it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have food. I'm angry right now. Like, right. So it's like the idea of like, 
time passing is very much to us. It's like, so it's very, I, it's a very interesting concept in the sense that we create scenarios in which someone like imagines themselves like, what if I had to go through this over and over again? And also, I think it's also a metaphor too, where how many days can you think of that you, well, that you over the course of your life that you, that are gone from you forever that you did the same thing over and over again anyway. Yeah. Like, honestly, you know, like, and so it's a very, you know, I guess it's our way of trying to exert some control over um, routine. And also like, cause I mean, a lot of this is that people got stuck in something and as a story standpoint, they wanted, like they eventually found change. So there was something about their character that they themselves either didn't like or didn't realize about themselves. And I think that's like us trying to hold a mirror up to our own selves, be like, you know, if you do the same things over and over again, what do you expect is going to happen? Yeah, I think that that mythology definitely reflects back on us, like how we sit and do the same things over and like how many times, you know, it's like, do I sit, go home and just sit down and watch TV? Yeah. You know, it's like I've wasted, wasted all this time watching TV, you know, and what if I had done that all in one day or, you know, like you know, what other things could I have been doing? But like with this loop thing, it's so much, it's, it's, it is usually a prison for the main character, but it's also a vehicle for them to kind of like discover themselves. Yeah, so like um, there was uh, an episode of the X Files, and again we're, we'll have an X Files cast soon. <laughs> it's called Monday. It's like season six, episode something, something, something. Um, uh, Scully and Mulder. I was about to say Scolder and Molly. That's not right. Um, they end up in a bank where there's a guy holding up the bank, and he, he and every time they end up in there, like the guy has like a bomb vest, and somehow Mulder is getting shot. Like no matter what. What happens is like that always ends up going south, right? Interesting thing about the story, though, is that the the guy who's robbing the bank, his girlfriend is like in his car waiting outside the bank, and she's the one stuck in this, and she doesn't know how she got there. She just knows that every day she comes and this bank blows up, and and then she started to figure out like the the two things that kind of change are, for the most part, like Mulder's involvement, and the, the what I liked about the episode a, a great deal was um, even though the events played out similar no day was the same previously in the story. So like it always starts off with someone throwing a newspaper at Mulder's door and he wakes up late because his alarm clock was fuzzed out because of, you know, his waterbed sprung a leak, but they show as the episode goes on that paper hits the door different ways every single time, but he still wakes up at the same time. And there's a pair of shoes on his floor. Sometimes he trips over them going out of the room, sometimes coming into the room, but no matter what though, he always ends up at the bank. Like it's almost like fate was forcing him there. It was, Really interesting that it's like it's a Groundhog Day story, but the but the the small details changed every single time. Yeah. And I thought that, that and that's not typical of this. Where like um like Back to the Future Two, it was very very important that everything happened exactly as it happened before, or Marty wouldn't get born again. You know, like yeah. it was, he had always had to find a way to stay away from everything. And so, well, we've talked about it before, like time travel. Like when we, I think when we we're talking about Terminator. Time travel movies are always really, or stories are always really weird about how they have to stay in, like, with continuity and things and not mess up the timeline, the yeah. time stream. Like, like watching Flash right now, they're constantly doing stuff with time, you know? he like To my count, he's been back in time four times so far. Like, there was, uh, uh, yeah, there was twice where he, like, ran and saw a mirror, mirror image of himself, yeah. which implied that there was something going on. The one time he went back for his mom, and then also... Um, there was uh shoot, there was one other time. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was just thinking three. Oh, no, and the, the tsunami thing. Well, no, that was when he that saw himself. That was when he saw himself. Okay. Yeah. Tsunami, anyway, yeah. sorry. It's just, uh, 
He's been back in time already. And, like, and this is a device that you think they wouldn't use often. It keeps showing up. Every, like, it's just like, oh, by the way, reset. Well, like when they did the uh, the recent crossover when he saw his reflection again, I was like, oh, it's time travel time. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, they um, they actually used time travel again in a newer episode, but it wasn't Flash related. That's anyway. It was seeing the future. That, so, Are like, you talking so, about what's his name? Cisco. Vibe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vibes, yeah. yeah. It's, by the way, side note. That's a stupid name for a character. Like, not Cisco. That's a fine name. <laughs> but it's like, what's your what's your superhero character name? I'm Vibe. You want me to Vibe that for you? I'm sorry, it's 2016. Comes, that he, sound, that he, sounds filthy. And he, to come, me. he comes up with all the other. It's like, what's your name? Names. My, my name's Vibe. No, that's not a good name to have. I don't want. That's not a good name as a hero. Everything about that sounds wrong. Um, no. So, uh, I, I like. Um, so, in terms of the loop itself, so you you are a fan of. Like almost like the tighter the time constraint, the more interesting it is. Because in terms of like, there's so much less that can change. Yeah, yeah. I I like the. Uh, I don't like when it spends like like. There's movies that'll like jump at like a couple of days or a month or a week. Oh, and then there's movies that'll do like a whole like you know time error like you go back to the 70s or something okay. like that. Like I usually always like when they do you know the smaller times. Okay, so like you've seen Primer. Yeah. Like, and that's a movie that yeah. was tough to, to, the first time around, I'm like, I'm not quite sure what happened there. And then you watch the second time. It's like, okay, I got some of it, but not all of it. But mm-hmm. that's not so much a loop. It's not, it's, it's a self-imposed loop is what it is. Like these two guys, they somehow figure out how to make uh, short form time travel. Like basically they can only go back like a couple of days, like a week at most if mm-hmm. they, if they set up the scenario, right. And they try to go back and play the stock market, which they have success, but the whole thing is that they they have to be consciously aware to not interact with themselves. So they keep like doing this thing where they like rent a hotel room that same day that they hang out in the entire day. So they do not interact with themselves during that day. And so it's like, they're constantly bored being time travelers or if they're actually out, they have to remember word for word what they told everybody. Yeah. And it was like, I, one of the best lines in that movie was um, <laughs> like, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten since tomorrow. Like it was something to that effect. It's like, it's funny, but it's, it makes sense in the movie. And and it's really a cool movie. Um, it's on Netflix and Hulu right now. Really low budget, like but like the script is so tight and smart, and it starts spiraling out because then it starts getting in with like paradoxes and yeah. But it's really really cool because it deals with the very. I've, it's a very small. It's just a couple people. It isn't like it isn't the end of the world. It's very like just a human. It isn't. I don't know. Like some of these time travel movies, it's like it's very much like if you don't solve this right now, all of reality will be undone. Right. And that's it, not what there's this always is. the. The unraveling of time and stuff and the paradoxes that happen, which that is always like an interesting theory how that happens. Like I still think my favorite one is uh, Time Cop with <laughs> where they throw uh, Joel Silver into himself. And he, and he like, just becomes goop. He becomes goop. Yeah. Like the same matter can't occupy the same space at the same time. But they, like, yeah, I don't understand that. I because didn't understand they, that There really are two different people. One's older than the other, right? right? So the cells in your body would change. Yeah, so yeah. I, it's that's sci-fi stuff. But yeah, uh, I was going to look up. I there was a name of a movie that I'm going to recommend. Um, that I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's on Netflix right now. And I'm going to tell you the premise. It has that um, Danielle Panabaker. Is that her name? The the girl from the Flash. Um, you know, um, Caitlin Snow. Oh, okay. Um. And this movie is called Time Lapse. You think I would remember that? Uh, yeah, it's another little small, like low budget bit. But the whole thing is, it's kind of, it's kind of like a time loop, but it's it's almost the um, the opposite of it. Where it's her, her boyfriend, and like their their best friend living in an apartment. 
and the boyfriend, um, he's basically the maintenance guy for the entire apartment building. He's a painter, but he wants to, you know, but he has to pay the bills. The neighbor next door is not checking his mail, so they go in to check on him, and he's not there, but there's this huge machine that's just like uh, old style, like spitting out Polaroid pictures, like once a day. And this camera's pointed at their apartment window, and they start to figure out as they're looking at the photos, it's showing what happens the next day. And so it's like it's very like very cause like one the, the the one photo they see is like like a futuristic camera. It's it's but it's very much like um like steampunky type of thing, but it's like spitting out these Polaroids, um because of course Polaroids because like why not? I mean, like, yeah. we've got to if we're gonna make a time travel device, it has to be hipster anyway. But anyway, <laughs> um it's like oh well we would done we would done crayon etchings, but that's like you know it's way too much. You, you know? never heard of it? Yeah, it's like the machine's covered in a beard and flannel. It was weird. <laughs> no, um anyway, uh, and goggles. I don't know why I had goggles on, but no, it was just show. It would just take photos of the next day, and so then they got then in their head that like if this is what's happening, we have to do what the photos do because that's our future. So it becomes this weird, like, um, like you're handcuffed to this fate because like the photos would show like the, the, the first photo they saw was like a party going on the next night that they knew they were going to throw. And then they went back and checked and it's like, it actually matched up perfectly with what was going on the party. But then the photos get more disturbing as they go along because things start kind of unraveling, but it's really neat because it's kind of like a loop, but it's very like, they're kind of stuck. Because every 24 hours, they have to make sure they're ready for the photo because what they already saw it. So it was a cool little movie. Yeah. I don't know if you'll watch it. I'd recommend it. No, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's uh, – I maybe I'm not as well versed in a lot of this uh, – the more loopy things. But, like, if you've really – like, one of the ones that's interesting but it's more consequence is, like, Minority Report. Even though I hate that movie, it does deal with the whole idea that, like, whenever the the red ball would come down – that means that was an act of passion that they had the pre-crime had to stop. But since it was being of the moment, they had a very short amount of time to react to it. So that was really interesting, the whole notion that they could see crime in the future, but only until the person decides to commit the crime. Right. And that was kind of like, that was, I just, I hate that movie, but that was a cool idea. Did you like Minority, Minority Report? I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I could leave it. <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's wooden balls that tell the future. I don't know. Um, is there any other... Um, time travel, not, I guess time travel, I guess it's more, I would argue that Memento kind of is a little Yeah, I was going to mention Memento. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's. But it's, it's, it's the other way around because he's the, he's the person, he's almost like normally the, the viewer watches the person loop. Yeah. And, or I'm sorry, the, the viewer watches the person loop here. He's kind of looping, but the person that's watching it from the other end, I guess. Like since his story is told backwards, but. Like in terms of like every, since he can't make new memories, um, he only can remember to a certain point. And then his, his brain kind of goes back to the traumatic event that caused it, like his brain to be kind of screwed to begin with. Yeah. So you as the viewer, every few minutes you see like what happened previous, but since you don't know what happened previous until you see it, you're just in the same boat with him. So every time he's like, what, what's going on? Like, you don't know what's going on either because you know what happens already, but not previously. Right. Like that whole bit where he's just running and he has a gun in his hand and he's, uh, there's a guy running and he's like, oh, am I chasing this guy? And the guy turns and shoots at him. He's like, oh, no, he's chasing me. And he just keeps running. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's that's a really terrifying moment to be like, I don't know what's going on right yep. now. Or what was it like? He's like, oh, I'm taking a shower. And he just because he forgot that he was hiding in his hotel room waiting for somebody to show up. And he's like, I'm just going to take a shower. 
So I like Memento is one of my favorite movies of all time though because it leaves you very disoriented and you're right like he doesn't he can't remember so it is very much this short form short circuited time travel yeah. bit. It's definitely a movie. But everybody to... else around him remembers what's going on so it's very much the opposite. Right. Yeah. And then like isn't Carrie Ma- Carrie Ann Moss is in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's the, one, it, one, one half of uh, the Matrix is in it cuz you got yeah. Joey Pants is also in there too. He's Teddy uh Teddy G the cop. So you have a I don't remember him. You, uh, you don't remember Teddy? Huh. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, Joe Pantalone, whatever his name is. Pantalones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not his now. name. It's not Joey Pantalones. But I, I know who you're yeah. talking about now. Yeah. Anyway. Memento. Good movie. Um, I had like 12 Monkeys written down. That's more of a time travel. Yeah. That's not a loop. Okay. That's not really a loop. Um, what else do I have here? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? No. <laughs> <laughs> they do they do run into each other a couple times. What about frequency? Did you see that with the radio that the dad was talking to the son? No, I didn't see time? that one. Good movie, but it ends with this really terrible country song, so I hate it. Um, <laughs> it's just the whole notion like the Aurora Borealis happens and it causes a transistor radio for the guy is able to talk to his dad back in like the late 60s. And uh, his dad was a firefighter, and like he ends up basically his dad. Dennis, is it Dennis Quaid? Quaid? Yeah. yeah, I know. Which and one and, you're and about Jim Caviezel. So Jesus is talking to his father, not God, but talking to the other one. <laughs> and it becomes this whole thing where he realizes he's talking to his dad, and he's like, and he knows what happens. So he tries to tell his dad, like, "Hey, you need to stop this from happening because you die that day because of a call that you go out to." Yeah. So then he does that, but then it causes everything else to get gunked up because it's like now his mom dies, and then all this other stuff happens. Yep, so that butterfly effect. Yeah. Which? Yeah. How much do you? Is that the butterfly effect in general? Like, is that something that you would adhere to in terms of a, like? Do you think that's something that actually happened, or how much impact do you think? I think I think that the butterfly effect would be an actually huge, hugely impactful thing. There's a movie that I was going to mention. I forgot because we were talking about other stuff. There's a movie called Sliding Doors. Oh, with, with, with Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow. Yeah. and that I think is a good prime example of uh, uh, the butterfly effect because okay. literally the movie the first part of the movie it's like 10 minutes but it takes place up until she goes to get on the subway and she runs into a kid and literally bumps into him misses the subway by a minute maybe maybe okay. 30 seconds like the, the sliding doors closes that's called sliding doors so she doesn't get on the subway so she doesn't go home and can't get get home on time so that after that point they show you what would have happened if she got on the subway and what she, it would have happened if she didn't get on the subway. So the two stories run parallel to each other. Okay. And it basically tells two different stories and, and like it's very drastically different. Like she like her, her fiance or husband's cheating on her. That's what happens when she does catch the subway and gets home on time. So when she misses it, she doesn't catch him, so she stays with him and it's like this whole hmm. thing and she meets some other guy who has cancer. If she doesn't <laughs> get on it and they, she has a different life. And he doesn't have cancer? Is that that's pretty crazy. It's weird. <laughs> and and like the their paths intertwine and stuff like that, like like I think like at the end I can't remember what happened. I think she gets married to the guy that was cheating on her and then like she's in the hospital for some reason. I think he was a doctor maybe. But the cancer guy is in the hospital dying at the end, hmm. like alone or something, and she's wow. just there seeing her husband or something like that. That sounds really sad. It is kind of a um, sad movie. But it but it's like it's very butterfly effecty. Like all okay. she did was miss the train by like thirty seconds. And if you think about it, like like Bumping into a kid, you don't know what that 
10 seconds of your life would have, you know, gotten you. Maybe you would have hit I mean, a red light that, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, because if you draw a line far enough back, it's like, like, how did you and I meet? I, you know, it's like that, yeah. but, but I met you because of another person. It's like, how did I, it's like, you kind of wonder about like those simple turns that you may have taken. And yeah, I get that. It's just that it feels like to me though, it gets very extreme where it's like, Oh, do this Quaid's alive, but now his wife is dead. It's like, why does that have to happen? Like right. that seems a very like, it's like, it's time. Like, screw you. It's like, you know, like you're only going to get one parent. Jesus, you're not going to get both. Is that like, I, I don't know. And I know the flash also kind of deals with like, if you screw with time, it's going to screw with you. Yeah. And I, I guess it's just a good storytelling stamp from storytelling standpoint. It's interesting, but it's just, I don't know. I don't think time is that much of a evil force. I don't think it's an evil force. I just think that it, that it's like kind of delicate and very mathematic. Oh, like I look at it like, it's just like, you know, like uh, anything biological in a sense where, you know, cell split and divide. It's like, yeah. you know, you get, you know, people, people look different for a reason. It's just like if a timeline changed, you know? So you go from butterfly effect to butterfly kisses. See, it all ties together. All right. I don't know what that means. So anyway, we could sit um, here and talk forever about the philosophy of time. Or we can go back effects. and start over again. Ah, ah there we go. We're going to start over again. Uh, I'll come back and be like, Joe, we can't talk about butterfly kisses. It ruins everything. <laughs> the, the, the apocalypse. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. Where'd you get that duster jacket? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Joe now has an eye patch because I mentioned the wrong thing. Um, no, so eye patches uh, are cool. They are cool. Um, please like uh, hit us up on our Facebook page, Invasion the Podcast. Our Twitter at Invading Podcast. Our email address is Invading Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, let us know your favorite time travel movies or looping movies or looping stories. Um, or, you know, fruit loopy cereals. I don't know. Whatever, whatever loopy things you like, I guess. I like fruit um, loops. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, I, in honor of, there's a big game. Uh, you know, speaking of big games, I should, I, I can't, gotta have, gotta have the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> kind of sad. Motorhead never got to do a Super Bowl halftime show. If <laughs> you think they would have? I would want them to. Yeah. It's just like, hey, Guar, what are you guys doing? You guys want to do a Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, my show? God. If Guar and Motorhead did that it's halftime like, show? Guar would just show up with a large, like, boob-shaped hot air balloon that would just spit blood all over everybody yep. and then fly away and be oh like, God. screw you guys, we're done. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the Super Bowl is uh, is a Sunday, the Superb Owl, um, versus the, the Denver Broncos and um, Carolina Panthers. Uh, I will be watching. I don't know if Joe will watch. I don't know. If I don't know because I don't have television. No, do you have an antenna? I think we have an antenna. Well, that's going to be on regular. That's I how might, I want to see. I might podcast. watch it. I don't know. It depends. I'll have to but see what, what the girlfriend wants to do. Oh. And No, I'll just watch the commercials online. There's supposed to be one. I forget what company it is, but there's going to be a bunch of wiener dogs running across the field. It looks like it's going to be awesome. So maybe, you know what, maybe maybe next week. Where are all the pre-commercials? Don't they do the pre-commercials online? I just want to watch the commercials. I guess, well, I think there's... um. I know Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen are doing one for Budweiser together. Oh, that's cool. That'd be fun. Maybe we'll talk about, we'll do a brief, like, yeah, like we'll our talk favorite. About the commercials next week. Yeah, that'd be fun. I almost thought about doing a commercial game, but. Uh, me too. But yeah. so, but so basically what I've done now, we have our nacho uh, sorting hat here. Mm. Um, mm, and I have written down. I feel like next time we do the nacho hat, we should get nachos and just eat them while we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, what do we pull out of this hat? Crunch. Cheese. Crunch. crunch. And what's in this hat as well? Cheese. Jalapenos. Um, so I've written down fictitious sports teams. Not all football. 
Um, actually, very little football in here. And we're going to see like who would win. And we're like, I think I got thirty-two teams. Are we going to bracket it or? Yeah, do you we'll, wanna... we'll just we'll just go and then we'll just take the winners and just keep matching them until okay. we're done, right? So I'll have well, here. I'll just have you pull them, and if you can't read it because my hair is bad, I'll let you know what that is. And then we'll... well, if I don't know who they are, you got to tell me. Yeah. I will. Plus, like, um, I'm going to go off of like if I do know who they are. I'm not going to go off of like if it's Actual, ba- if it's yeah, baseball and, versus like, football. I'm going to say the heart. Yeah, no, no, like, you can't you can't be like, oh well, these guys carry bats around, so maybe you know, like, so what have we got oh, first? Okay. Uh, what, where's yours? Oh, I just handed like okay, I can pull. Yeah, no, we'll, I thought we were. Oh, uh, we'll do that. That's fine. That's fine. No, you're right. You're right. I I don't understand. That's not how game. this works. <laughs> I don't just pull one and name it. Yeah. Okay. I got the Springfield Isotopes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that is their baseball team because uh. They, I think they have a football team too, but I have the Adams College Adams, which is funny because it's from um, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, but the Adams is A-T-O-M-S, so it's actually the Adams College Adams versus the Springfield Isotopes. Interesting. It's our big atomic showdown. Uh, I would give it to the Adams probably. Cause, you uh, know what? No, no, no. I'm going to take that back because they're nerds. I'm going to give it to the Isotopes. <laughs> well, the Adams, remember, that had uh, that had Ogre. He was part of the original. Like, he was a football player. You had uh, um, um, Jefferson Darcy was there. Yeah. John Goodman was the coach. Um, if you remember, <sighs> really young John Goodman. All right, fine. They're all jerks, though. I, I'm fine with the Isotopes. I would. Th- okay, no, you're right. Okay. So I'm sorry. Isotopes? We'll go with, no, I'm going to go with the Adams. Adams, okay. Adams are going to go. Okay. So, nerds. Nerds. All right. You can't read it. Like I said, my, my hair running is that of like a five-year-old. Oh, I know who this is. Uh, the Mars Greenskins Blurns Ball. Yeah, I had to write Blurns Ball because I wanted you know. How did I get both of Mac Earnings? Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's, that's the only, Well, I, I think that's the only uh, like Mac Greening stuff I have in there. So you have the Mars Greenskins, yeah. which I think that's a racist term. I'm not sure. Uh, for the Blurns Ball team. And then I have the Charlestown Chiefs of Slapshot. Oh, I'm going to give it to Slapshot. Yeah, because you got the Hanson brothers. Yeah. You know, old-time hockey. Oh. All right. <laughs> I got the Flint Tropics. <laughs> yeah, with Jackie Moon. Yeah. And everybody I, loves everybody. I got, um, and you got Woody Harrelson in there, too. I forget what his character's name was. Yeah. Uh, I got the Miami Sharks, which that was the football team from Any Given Sunday that Al Pacino Ooh. coached. And that uh, also had, um, oh, uh, frick. Um, we Jamie just said Fox. his name. Uh, Jamie yeah. Foxx was in it, yeah. But um, the guy from Frequency, not Jesus. Uh, you just said Dennis Quaid. Yeah, he was the older quarterback. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, and they he also was. had a guy, his eyeball came out. Like, yeah, it was crazy. I'm going to go with the, the Tropics just yeah. because... The that heart. song. The, yeah, that song. What was the song that Jackie... Well, I forget the oh, name of the song. Oh, man. Uh, what was it? Love Love Me Sexy? I think so, yeah. So, yeah. all right. Um, so, so I'm going to your... go with the Tropics because the Tropics pushed to try to get into the NBA. That's true. All right. All right. See, I think I, I think I came up with some good fun teams yeah. here. Um, oh, jeez. Okay, what do you got? I got the Little Giants. <laughs> And that's coached by Rick Moranis, by the way. And Ed, o- and Ed O'Neill. No, 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 Ed O'Neill was the, the other, one. other team. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, I have the Texas State Armadillos, which is the college oh, team from, from Necessary, R- Roughness. Necessary Roughness. I'm Quarterback gonna... by one Scott, Scott Bakula. Sinbad was a defensive player. Kathy Ireland was a place kicker. Yeah. And I don't know. Gene Hackman was a coach. Was, Gene, was, he the, was he the coach? Pretty sure he was a coach. Uh, oh, uh, So what do you got? I'm going to give it to the Armadillos. Okay. 
I love. I, that I, I didn't think the Little Giants were going to hold up, but you know, that it's was. Like, a, I have I have fond memories of that movie. Staying home from sick from school and watching that movie. I mean, if there's like a last minute play in which a roll of toilet paper gets thrown, I want to bet on the Little Giants. Uh, I don't know who this is. Let me see. Oh yeah, um, this is the Hackensack Bulls. They're a minor league baseball team from Brewster's Millions. It's the oh. one that, um, that um, I know Brewster's Millions. I just don't yeah, remember the that's team. the team that he played for. Uh, shoot, um, Richard Pryor. Yes, I was going to say Eddie Murphy. That's terrible, but Richard Whoa. Pryor's team and uh, John Candy was the catcher yeah. for that. Remember? Yeah, I remember. So that. you got the Hackensack Bulls. I have the Myrtle Beach Mermen, also a minor league baseball team from Eastbound and Down. That has um, oh uh, oh my god, <laughs> Danny McBride. Um, Kenny Powers. Oh, Kenny Powers. I was yeah. like, his name's right at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Gosh, darn it. I'm going to give it to... That's tough. See, I would almost go with Brewsters because of the money, but man, they got Kenny MF and Powers. Yeah. La Flamo Blanco. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking all these notes. I'm like, I'll remember who these people are as I wrote them down. And I'm just like, the guy from The Thing. The Thing. What? I don't know what okay, this let's, is. Let's <laughs> okay. Um, the Wonder Wharf Wonder Dogs is that baseball team that plays in Bob's Burgers at the Wonder Wharf. Wonder oh, Wharf. see, I've never seen that episode. Oh, okay. Anyway, I good. I have the Baseball Furies from the Warriors. Oh. Not really sports uh, guys. I would probably give it to the Furies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk a whole lot. Yeah, the but, Furies are kind of dangerous. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you got? I got the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. I have Average Joes. No way! Oh my god! I feel like we should have to pick again. Yeah. Oh uh, no! Because this actually is from the same movie. Yeah, I'm gonna pick again. Okay. We can't. We can't do that. <laughs> you can. Oh yeah. All right. We'll just pick. Watch. Oh. Yeah. It's like, let's see here. Okay. What do you got? South Park cows. Monstars from Space Jam. Uh. Well, the cows always got their ass kicked, so I'm going to go true. with the Monstars. Okay. So what if it had been um, the South Park Cows versus the Little Giants? That would have been the matchup right there. Yeah, that would have been the matchup. Yeah. I probably would have given it to Little Giants. <laughs> the cows are terrible. <laughs> All right. Oh, this sounds familiar, but I don't Yeah, Mean Machine is the football team for the longest yard. Ah, that's so that you, was... you can either use the Burt Reynolds one or, or the Adam Sandler one. I'm gonna use the Burt Reynolds. One. Yeah, right. What'd you get? I got the Milwaukee beers from basketball. What if the beers fought the cows? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so you got you got Coop. You got uh, Coop. oh Reamer, Reamer, and then you got um, Squeak, uh, Squeak. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but you got the meat machine. That's a bunch of convicts. Yeah, yeah. Steve Perry. <laughs> Steve Perry gonna miss. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Mean Machine. Okay. I don't know, though. The beers, man. They killed Urs Borgnine, I you know? know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like one dude, but it's Beef Supreme. <laughs> you got Beef Supreme from Saturday Night Rehabilitation of Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> I have him versus the Birds of War from a, It's Always Sunny, the, the tag team. That they put together where they wore oh, the feather. Oh, beef, beef Supreme. Okay. Beef Supreme. If it was Trash Man, it'd be different. <laughs> I thought I was trying to think of like other sports. I'm like, I guess rehabilitation's a sport. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. What do we got here? Uh, I got the Minnesota Screaming Eagles. That is the college team that Coach Hayden T. Fox coached on Coach. Oh. Okay. Yeah, with Dauber yep. and Jerry Van Dyke. Um, Patrick Starr, yeah. And I have um, Bad News Bears. So, I don't know. Uh, I like, would go with the Bears. Yeah? Yeah. Bad News Bears? Yeah. Okay. I You know, I mean, it's a bunch of kids. Yeah, but they're bad. But they, they don't have Dauber. They cheat. <laughs> they cheat to win. <laughs> All right. Plus, I didn't like Coach. <laughs> you didn't like Coach? No. Oh. I did my coach. Uh, I got the Gotham Rogues. Yeah, right. The yeah. football team that right, yeah. that Bain tried to beat single handedly. Uh, I have the Mighty Ducks. Mm. The Rogues survived Bain blowing up the field. You're right. Let's go with the Rogues. Okay. Like if Bain had blown up the ice rink. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's the Mighty Ducks. They fly in a V. I've never seen the Mighty Ducks movie. I have. It's yeah. not great. I mean, if it's Emilio Estevez, he'd win. Uh. All right. There's probably a couple in here that you're not familiar with, but I'll, I'll enlighten you. What oh, I don't think I know what this one is. What does it say? All right. I can't read it. <laughs> Sorry. South Central Louisiana State University Mud Dogs. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the college team from the Waterboy. Yes. Uh, and then I have the Monroeville Zombies, which is the uh, fake hockey team that Kevin Smith has come up with that was used in Zack and Miri Make a Porno. And also, I think one of the guys in Dogma was wearing the jersey. So since, I'm going to go yeah. with Waterboy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> even if he was playing hockey, I think he would oh, just my destroy them. <laughs> oh, uh, Hanover Cougar. Hanover Cougars thrash ball. Yeah, so I put down thrash ball. The Hanover Cougars is a thrash ball team from Gears of War that had Mr. Coltrane yes. playing. So, because Coltrane. I, did not, I got, did not realize that was the name of the team. I had to look it up. Yeah, but okay. I remember that. I was like, I, I got to like, get Coltrane ball, here. That's, yeah. from, that's from Gears of War. Okay. So, funnily enough, another like fake sport, the Caprica Buccaneers. Remember the pyramid team from uh, Battlestar? Yeah. Uh, had, had Anders. I'm going. But I think Coltrane would be. Like I'm Anders. going with yeah. When because it'd be like Coltrane all over. It'd be like woo, woo. <laughs> just a train, baby. All right. What? No. What? You're just gonna say no? <laughs> no, I know. The is it really the? What does that say? Oh yeah, um, the Logicans, which is a Vulcan baseball team that played on DS9. <laughs> You don't like that? That was an all-Vulcan team. Uh, no, I have no problem with an all-Vulcan okay. team, but the yeah. Logicans? That was the name of the team. All right. Versus the Polk High School Panthers, which is Al Bundy's high oh, school football team. Polk High all the way. Yeah. I like how I had Three two Ed O'Neill. one game. <laughs> I had two Ed O'Neill references in all this sports glory. All right. I don't, I don't... Hold on. Did I pick... I think I was mixing up my winners. Did I say the Rogues would win? Yeah, he did. All right, I'll say that. Uh, Polk High all the way. We have a really good chance of pulling the same dodgeball guys again, by the way. Oh, man. All right. What does it say? Neural? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's the Hurl Scouts. <laughs> it was That's the roller derby team from Whippet. Oh. Yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah, and then... Um, you know what? Here, I'll throw this back in here because one of these, one of those is going to be a dodgeball team um, if we pull that again. So, the Hurl Scouts versus the Globo Jim Purple Cobras. 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 All right, Cobras it is. 
and I all right, okay, I'll grab that one. I know what this one is. Oh, wait, no, I don't. All right. The Mystery Eskimos. That is the, the the home hockey team of Mystery Alaska. Yeah. With Burt Reynolds as the coach, and you got your uh uh what the one Superman's dad that uh, is Russell uh, Crowe. Yeah. Um and then versus average Joe's. I would give it to the Joe's because yeah. if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yep. So we, look at that. We had two uh, Justin two Long. Burt Reynolds sports references in there, too. Yeah. With Justin Long's on the team getting hit by wrenches. <laughs> yeah. All right. So compelling, exciting radio because people don't know what's going to happen next. All right. So we got – I only picked three winners. I feel I feel terrible. You only picked three winners? Well, I mean, out of the yeah. – I have all the winners. Here. Here's my, here's my three – tough guy teams yeah but these guys like this is going to be mixed up again we don't know who's facing we're who. gonna get the joes and the cobras again, again much. that's gonna be the final match all right getting broken down here so we got baseball furies myrtle beach merman oh you know if i feel like if kenny powers was on the baseball furies that would be amazing but i don't know i think you think kenny powers could beat the baseball furies by himself no. No? Okay. No. I mean, he's he's pretty amazing, but I think he like he gets to a point where it's just like he's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Just I'm out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's out. Like, <laughs> all right. He'd have Stevie go and attack him is what happened. <laughs> Stevie get killed. All right. Bad News Bears. The Monstars. Oh, I don't know. Kids you versus s- cartoons. Yeah, but you said that the kids cheat. Monstars cheat, too. Oh, that would be a good matchup then. Yeah. Um, I would give it to the Monstars because okay. if both are cheating, then those kids... Pull your winner back out so you don't lose your winner. Wait, yeah. who was it? Monsters. Oh, we want the yeah. Monstars? Okay. Yeah, because I mean, they're monsters. You know? Right. They've yeah. got that over the kids, too. Yeah. You know, they're, <laughs> they have claws and fangs and they're hairy. Yeah. I mean, the kids, when they become bad news puberty kids, so right. we'll have all that, too. Anyway. What did you get? Adams College Adams again. Uh, I got the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. Oh, I think they're bigger jerks than the Adams. Yeah. yeah. I oh, I do too. Yeah. So I think I think I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give the uh, purple cobras. All right, cobras it is. And then we've got Polk High Panthers <laughs> versus South Central Louisiana State. Uh, South Central oh. Louisiana State University Mud Dogs. I hate to say it, but I think Bobby Boucher would shut down. Yeah, he would. Uh, yeah. Al Bundy. Yep. Sorry, Al. You had your one moment of glory. You would just. Go for that fourth touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Insano. Captain Insano. Uh, Texas State Armadillos. Average Joes. Got uh, got the I've Steve the Pirate versus uh, Scott Vacula there. <laughs> Isn't that Alan Tudyk? Is it Steve yes, Pirate? Yes. Alan Tudyk? Oh, God, I love it. Uh, All right. Texas State Armadillo. I would give it to the Armadillos. Yeah. What you, do you, you think? just want to keep the Average Joes out of the final versus the I don't Cubs. know. Yeah, because we're gonna get the Panther or the, the <laughs> yeah Cobras we are okay. Again. Um, right. I don't think the Joes are that great. Okay, so you're gonna put the armadillos in. Put them. You keep not. I, I keep mixing them up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's grab this one. Oh, are we down to Charles? We have. We have one left over. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Let, well, they're disqualified. Who is it? Let me see. Um. Thrash ball. Yeah, they're disqualified. All yeah. right, so we got the Gotham Rogues versus the Charlestown Chiefs. I still gotta go with the Hanson Brothers because they would just beat the crap out of everybody. All right, and you got uh, Paul Newman being a uh, um, the coach and taunting people with these mind games and, and salad dressing. <laughs> All right, so I have three. I threw in here. Do you have three as well? I threw in three. Okay. All right, we're getting there, guys. All right. 
I know. Tension, tension's mounting. This Ooh. is almost as exciting as that time we did the dinosaurs versus each other. The Monstars. Monstars versus Bobby Boucher and those mud dogs. I don't know. Like, I would give it to Bobby Boucher because uh, someone would, like, the Monstars say something bad about his mama and he would just go nuts on them. They him. would. You know they would because <laughs> they would go for that personal. They would. All right, yeah. Colonel Sanders would be coaching them and then he'd just be all mad about it. Colonel Sanders and his Abdullah Malagata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Gotham Rogues. Uh, versus the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. Oh, uh, Purple Cobras. Cobras? Yeah. All right. I don't know. Well, it's Gotham. Can't can't get much for it. Nope. Can't, nope. can't be in the final. All right. Baseball Furies. Armadillos. Ah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that the Furies would take out Scott Bakula's aging knees. This is true. Yeah. So got the Furies. So are we down? Are we down to how many? That's do you it? got? That's, I got one. I got one. Baseball Furies versus the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. Oh man, this is I mean the Purple Cobras got to the finals before, you know. And uh, Baseball Furies, I mean, we don't know a lot about them other than people ran away from them. That and uh, you know they got beat up in that park, kinda. I would think. I don't know. This is tough because I mean, like. The Cobras have the range, you know, but then they got those bats. They just yeah. I so like, do you think? Um, do you think Ben Stiller and crew would go down to the Furies though, or do you think it would just be the Furies? Like, just they just take care of business, and that's that. I think they would take care of business because the Furies are pretty scary in Warriors. That's true because they were just a bunch of crazy guys, with baseball bats. I think they'd get drilled in the face with a dodgeball and not care and just keep coming forward right. and that would be it. It would get they would get like that face paint would get stuck on it like, <laughs> like the entire face would come off on the yeah. ball and they just wouldn't care. Just keep yeah. coming. All right then. So in a surprise upset and the Nacho Sorting Hat, we have the Baseball Furies winning and honor the the Super Bowl. So that was a uh, pretty amazing. We have a baseball team that doesn't play baseball for a movie that's not about sports that won our sports competition. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they went on to play baseball. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what happens to the Warriors too. Where all the gangs are like, you know, let's stop fighting. Let's just all have baseball teams, and yeah. let's figure it out that way. Uh, so anyway, that was a lot of fun. Uh, like next week, um, we're going to be talking a, a lot of Deadpool. Um, I'm sure it's going to be our Valentine's episode, so we'll have some Valentine's stuff going on too. Um, so like tune in for that again, hit us up on our social media. We do, we do appreciate it. Um, any last parting words, Joe? No, nothing about sports time loops. Um, anything, nothing. No, I got nothing. (laughs) All right. We got nothing. And until we come up with something better, see you next week. We're going to get get you. you.